All right, I'm just going to start off this episode by explaining that I do have a cold, and uh, that would be why I sound a little sandpaperier than normal. So if that bothers anybody, um, you can deal with that. Um, it's been a little while since I made an episode, so I wanted to get into some stuff that I've been meaning to cover. Um, I double-featured a movie recently, which was great, uh, with my wife. Uh, we saw the Teen Titans go to the movies, which... I'm glad we caught the last days of while it was in theaters. The fact that it's in theaters this long is kind of amazing. And uh, Crazy Rich Asians. So you can tell which one of us chose which of... Oh, I guess you can't. I don't know. I went to school for Asian stuff, so that's misleading. But um, both of them were good in their own way. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Teen Titans Go to the Movies was kind of bad. I love the show, and actually, um, I mentioned in an earlier episode, when I went on uh, my honeymoon to, uh, to Cuba, there was essentially nothing to watch on the TV except this somehow pirated signal that had Teen Titans go. So, I mean, that alone, you got a fondness for But if you're a DC fan, um, th- there's something in there for you. There's this assumption that the animation is so wild and kooky that it's a kids-type show. And it definitely is great for kids, but it is created by and, and illustrated by huge comic book fans. So the references and the little Easter eggs and sight gags that they have are just amazing. And it's really cool because you get to see a lot of references that you would expect from, you know, a Snyder movie or some really deep cut uh, property of some kind. But no, you get it in Teen Titans. So... The show's funny, it's worth watching, um, as a fan of the material or not, but the movie just doesn't really make the landing. Um, it, it, it's strange watching it on a screen, firstly. It's, uh, it's a little jarring. It's not jarring because the animation style is different, because it is slightly. You can tell they wanted to stay true to the aesthetic of the show, but they've got a tremendous budget because it's a movie, so they've, they've, you know, everything is slightly better animated or better colored or there's 3D when there can be. They've, you know, really done their best to make it look great, but you still feel like you're watching like an hour and something long episode. And that just, it's strange. I mean, there's really no stakes. It's not entirely satirical and made up of jokes. I mean, there's times where they, it's just a bit of a miss as to if you're supposed to be engaged or if, you know, this is all just a joke. Um, that's the problem as well. You, you want to go there for the comedy, and, and there are some episodes that have had me rolling on the floor. Just, you know, absolutely really funny. And the songs they make are hilarious. We were, um, <laughs> there was an episode on in Cuba, which was funny. It was the first place I saw it, but it it's like their Music Awards episode, and they recount all their top ten songs and things, and <laughs> they actually have some pretty catchy songs. It's funny considering that the content is all like, I don't know. Again, you can kind of look at it either way. It's either great for kids or you can enjoy that sort of winking, um, deep cut style of humor. Um, in the movie, they have such a huge pool of talent for the voice actors. I mean, my favorite, I mean, part of the reason I actually wanted to go see it was to support... Uh, Superman voiced by Nick Cage because I love Nick Cage. I'm actually currently wearing a shirt that says Nicolas Cage School of Acting and it's got his face on it doing the face. But 
that man loves Superman. I think uh, anyone that loves a character that much not only deserves to play it because that's the kind of person you want playing it, but they deserve to play it because they would bring, I think, the, the truest vision or interpretation of someone who appreciates that intellectual property source material. I make that case for Ben Affleck, too. I mean, I think a lot of his choices have been grounded in him being a fan of Batman, and if you uh, find a few interviews of him after Daredevil and uh, in the years after Daredevil down the road, he always comes back to, you know, I was kind of a victim of some studio direction, but also I wanted to have input to make him like Batman because I never thought I'd get a chance to play a Batman character, and this was the closest I thought I would get. Excuse me. <laughs> so, uh, it was cool to see him, and actually his son, uh, Cal L. Cage, which is the coolest name, <laughs> uh, was credited not too far from his dad uh, for like voicing young, I don't know, Superboy or something, I didn't really see. But uh, it was super cool to see that. You had um, lots of people. I mean, Will Arnett was the villain, which was kind of funny, as he's the hero in the Lego DC universe. And I mean, it's it's got great talent. It's funny and enjoyable, but it wears thin. That's the problem. I mean, it sounds like I'm complimenting something that I'm saying I don't like. I did like it. It just wasn't very good. And it's not a very good movie, because despite the fact that it has great talent and, you know, it's, it's fine enough to watch and good humor... It's just not something you can sit through for that long without being bored, kind of lost as an audience member. Because, again, I mean, it's this silly universe where, you know, they, they step on the Adam, the hero, um, at the red carpet and smear him into a paste. And, you know, is he dead? We don't know. But then later on, someone gets thrown across the room and slammed into a wall, and they're unconscious, and we're worried about them. And, I mean, it's... <laughs> so... I don't remember who, but I remember the Adam was actually voiced by somebody... Famous. It just kind of escapes me now. Was um, it Patton As? Sorry, Patton Oswald. Maybe Patton Aswald. Sounds like a Narnia character. Um, so I've been playing some Fortnite in between. Uh, I know I'm going to get to Crazy Rich Asians. I didn't forget the Asians, but I'm kind of in and out of a, a new Fortnite mode, so I wanted to touch on it. I came back <laughs> after not playing for a few days. And I think, honestly, it was because um, my wife deleted the game. <laughs> I think we got in a fight, and she did it, and um, didn't realize that I could like easily reinstall it, and it saves the data and everything. So, um, yeah, I don't know why. Because I woke up uh, this morning, and it was just like deleted from the console completely, and they've not done anything that would cause that. So we'll investigate that further with caution. But uh, there's a new game mode called... Uh, Got him in an eye on. I can't even remember the name. I want to say Epic Coin Search. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. It's a survival mode where you have to explore the map and loot chests as much as possible while also collecting coins. Now, coins spawn in uh, bronze, silver, and gold. And the objective is collect as many as you can. I think the I don't know what the total amount is, maybe 10,000, but there's a ceiling of how much you can hit, and then you win automatically when you've collected that amount. And it tells you constantly not only how many you have, but um, the amount of points you're trailing by. 
So it's interesting. It's a very fun game because a lot of the time in Fortnite, I really just like to kind of go off the grid and explore. And I do that in solo mostly, but um, it's great in squads. I mean, I'm not I'm not that dick that just leaves. I mean, I think that guy sucks <laughs> whenever you <laughs> just have somebody essentially like jungling the entire time. It's a Dota League of Legends term. That's still a thing people say. But when you have somebody go off the grid and not work as part of a team, it sucks. So in, in at least in the capacity of this map, you can kind of lose yourself in the map and go loot random places and not necessarily have to land in the exact same... Oh, I'm going to go to Tilted Towers because there's X amount of chests there and I know I can fight people. I mean, it lets you kind of go out there. Get out there. Go RVing. No. Um, get that sweet RV plug. <laughs> Um, it's been fun. I don't think uh, I've won a single one of these coin rounds, but it's a nicer, slower-paced version of the game. And there's the Jump 50-50 or something. It's like a 50v50 mode that includes the ability to redeploy your glider when you're flying, or <laughs> rather when you're falling. So it, I guess, just makes the game, like, 30% faster and that you just get to the circle quicker and die quicker or win quicker so not much different but still kind of worth playing um, the 50 caliber sniper I think I don't know if I even touched on it last time this thing's a beast you can shoot through a building and that's to say you could shoot at a wall and then spend 36 seconds reloading your gun and then shoot the person inside if they haven't fucking left yet so gonna kind of work on that one because everyone always tells me, like, oh, well, you know, it's not useless. You just have to make sure you're shooting at someone and you kill them in one shot. And it's like, well, fucking obviously. That's any stupid fucking sniper rifle. Like, I don't need to be told the specifics of when and where to shoot somebody. I want a gun that I can shoot them and miss and then probably shoot them again with. Because I'm not John Wick, man. I'm not, um, I don't know, who's extremely renowned for their accuracy. Deadshot, I guess. Not the Suicide Squad movie one, but like the comic Floyd Lawton. I don't know. Um, Fortnite is the same old game, so that's great. They come, you know. The one thing I always commend with those is talking to a gentleman at work about this. You have to maintain new content being produced, otherwise people lose interest in in whatever it is that you're putting out. Because Pokemon Go was amazing. Pokemon Go had like captured the heart of the world. Everyone was running around, like, literally trying to catch fucking imaginary Pokemon, as if non-imaginary Pokemon. It doesn't matter. It was absolutely ridiculous, but lovely. It was the first time you could really see something in the news that was sensationalized and not making you upset or cringe or worry about impending Third World War. So you have to make sure that people stay involved in your game. So Pokemon Go has not put out new content since... Well, it's a little dated now because they came out with their, their big summer patches, but as of a couple months ago, they hadn't really introduced new game features since they started their game, and they had promised certain features. So when you tell people you're going to have trading, and then it takes you two and a half years to introduce trading, you're not going to have the same number of people playing your game. So it's really not to your benefit to even promise stuff you can't deliver on but Fortnite consistently week after week comes out with new stuff, new game modes new cosmetics I mean, 
it's fantastic because there's such an incentive to spend money in this game. Like I, you thoroughly want to dress your character up. You want to be part of this battle pass challenge experience, but you don't have to. You can really just play the game uh, freely and successfully for no cost. I think that's amazing. Um, it's reading like a think piece on, on how free to play is really the way all video games will go because once you have some, I mean, I mean it's almost come full circle. I remember a very long time ago, <clears throat> it's not really as long as I'm going to make it seem, but a long time ago you would get demos for games and they would give out demos freely because if you played one level, usually like the tutorial level or something, some proximate, if you played that and you were like, wow, this game's cool, I like this game's features, you were much more willing to buy the game than you would be if you just, I don't know, saw it in the in the store or saw an ad for it somewhere. Like the best possible sale you could make is by giving someone a sample of something for free and then having them come to you now as a convinced customer. So you, you know, we're coming full circle in that we did demos pretty early on. People were given free little clips and snippets of games. But that went away, and now it's coming back, and that they're going to give you the game for free. It's <laughs> the little uh, extras that you're going to pay for. Wow, my cat jumped right into my face. Don't do that. It jumped on my head. Terrible menace. I'm scratching her, though, so I mean, I guess that's what she wanted. Um, Fortnite's cosmetic update of the week is actually the coolest one um, <laughs> that they've ever put out. I think that's kind of what made me inspired to go on a teary-eyed rant on, on how um, modern and well-paced their updates are because they introduced like a full samurai outfit, like a amazing battle-ready, like the war of, you know, shinobi war type jazz. I mean, I'm doing a poor job explaining it. I could use real historical, you know, illusions and Sekigahara style plating and get into all that jazz. But at the end of the day, it's just a wicked looking blue and gold samurai outfit. And, and who doesn't want that? You know? <laughs> I don't sound like too much of a weeb, but if there is a samurai armor outfit in a video game, I'm all over that. And, uh, fuck, I don't know if you can hear it. My cat went from just trying to jump on my head and slash headset to now, like, throwing around her loudest toy like staring at me so real attention issues but it is what it is so really cool samurai armor would buy it it's available for like another three hours when i post this so i don't know if anyone actually listens to this with that kind of regularity but you were warned and speaking of awesome asian stuff um i did promise to loop back to uh crazy rich asians which was cute um I thought it was fun. <laughs> it was a rom-com, so I mean, you you literally can only expect so much of a film that is a romantic comedy. It's got to check the boxes of like making you like the two main characters and making them fall in love but have adversity and wind up still being in love at the end of it. And I mean, some deviate outside of that, sure, but uh, that's really uh, that's really where it all comes down to. The sort of Harry met Sally progenitor of a franchise, or I don't know if they're a franchise, I guess the genre is more accurate when they get into specific subgenres like 
I don't know. I can't even think of any. I'm really not a romantic comedy person, so that's <laughs> pretty much going to shape the opinion of the movie. So it was cute. I mean, I enjoyed seeing the, the characters, and both of them were competent enough uh, actors, uh, actresses, what have you. Um, a little disappointed there wasn't more Ken Jeong. I, I think he's hilarious. Um, not only do I personally want to see him more, but I felt like it was a little unfairly exaggerated in the trailers about how much he would be in it. In fact, I remember watching the movie and coming home, and I was on YouTube, and there was like a forced trailer at the beginning to watch, because I don't have that block, because I worked in that agency once, and I know <laughs> that fucks with them a little bit. But I don't discourage it. I know it's hella more convenient. But uh, I saw an ad pop up for the movie, and it was like an eight-second ad, and Ken Jong was four seconds of that ad. It was like, tomorrow and then it was like like i don't think so or like ken jong doing whatever the fuck he was doing and then the title screen like crazy rich asians and then in total like <laughs> two seconds for the beginning two for the end four for ken jong so i mean he shows up as a minor supporting character with no importance and i just thought that was kind of like when they do that in trailers but the movie was funny and it wasn't like a like sniggering at it at white people kind of funny that that snickering snigger, like the chuckling laughing that word comes out kind of sounding a little racy that's not what i mean i mean when you some movies can kind of come off with not just being humorous but almost <laughs> accusatorily humorous like they become a little more racy or offensive I mean, this is to say not that you can't take the piss out of people or, or white people specifically, but I would I went into the movie expecting a lot more like kind of white jokes and the sort of culture clash jokes, and it was actually really positive, and I didn't really it didn't really go there, but uh, it was nice. I, I was reading um, something about how it was I think the first all Asian cast or casting crew. I don't really know, but that's super cool as well because we had a uh, Black Panther last year this year i don't know <clears throat> it's kind of all blending together we had black panther recently and that was a uh, like an all black cast or crew or something the same way so it's neat and i think uh wonder woman i want to say it was all female i know patty jenkins and, and gaga obviously were like the head of it and they were women so i mean it's probably similar so yeah i mean go go people that's great um <laughs> I've got uh, some indie comics lined up that I have to finish before I really want to talk about them. Um, I got Lens. Those Lens from uh, my buddy Jeff. Lazarus and Black Hammer, I think it's called. I just cracked open Lazarus today, so I'm going to finish those up before I can give any kind of justified review. And, yeah, I'm just in, in Fortnite right now, and I think the biggest thing that I can say, if I can summarize this game for somebody that's, that's never played it before, you've got a, you get dropped out of the sky on an island, you can kind of go wherever you want, you land wherever you want, you search for gear, and then you fight each other, 100 people go in, one or two or four people make it out, and so it can get boring, I mean, like, it's the same island you're dropping into however many times, probably like thousands of times at this point. But there was a fast food restaurant, or a pizza restaurant, it was a little vague, it was a restaurant called Tomato Town. It was a restaurant in the surrounding parking lot area. 
And since the, I don't know, probably near the beginning of the game, that's just been a spot. You land there, it's just part of the map. Today I land there, and it's called Tomato Temple, and it's a large Mayan-esque step pyramid built into a spooky, haunted Halloween Town kind of vibe place. So, I mean, the game changes up. <laughs> they, they really shift things around and keep it fresh. It really uh, changes up the ground war a little bit. So that's probably all I'm going to do with Fortnite. I mean, i got to put the controller down anyway, because, I mean, <laughs> you can really get into it. I'm not going to say you can get addicted to it, because there's been some ludicrous lawsuits and <laughs> psychological profiles that people have been coming out with of how Fortnite has, like, ruined their child, and my son's never been the same since Fortnite. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just parents aren't fucking cool with video games, and if you aren't the kind of person who understands what it is or enjoys it, you have some really weird standard for your kids about it. Because it's not an age thing. I mean, my mom is, is cool with video games, and my dad isn't not just because he hates fun, but just because he doesn't really understand <laughs> them at all. So I, I know a lot of young parent, like recent parents as well, and the ones that are nerds and, and are cool, and, you know, it's video games are part of their lives, so they're obviously going to, going to be or are a part of their kids' lives, but the ones that are, like, hipsters or, like, I don't know, certain cultural affiliations, they just maybe don't have that kind of stuff in their house, like, they're definitely going to be weird about it with their kids. <laughs> they're going to be those people. So, yeah, I'm going to moderate myself, do some Fortnite, and uh, hopefully have some tea. That's really the thing to do when you sound like shit and are sick. So, tea with lemon and honey, and maybe you guys have one of those too. Alright, thanks for listening. <laughs>